we welcome the wonderful Foxtails Brigade to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. This is a group that has been enchanting critics and audiences since 2010, but also, according to Pace Magazine, sweetly serenading their fans to doom, <laughs> to their doom. There's a lot to love about this band, and tonight we'll go into their history, their experiences, and later they'll play a collection of songs. Please welcome to the program, Foxtails Brigade. Hey! Thank you. The sweetly serenading the doom thing. <laughs> Talk about I kind of messed up that quote. What, how, how is that quote supposed to be read? We are sweetly serenading you to your doom. You Absolutely. is whoever's listening. Yeah. Somebody called you, uh, I think uh, you would have been the Mozart of our time. What? Which, Whoa. quite frankly, here's the thing. Pretty good. Yeah, I think Mozart yeah. was a little too poppy. He was a little but, flowery. Uh, However, you guys, yeah, you guys are capturing a lot of uh, a lot of stuff from the past, a lot of modes from the past, bringing it up and using it in in uh, what you're doing. The quote he's referring to is from Audio Fuzz. Fox Hills Brigade yeah. is what would happen if Wolfgang oh. Mozart were alive and writing pop music today. Man, wow, you guys nice. definitely did some research. Thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so I, I, I had this prompt like way down the line, uh, but let's just go with it now. There is a lot of like really fun press about you, and it, and it like f- it's two different piles. It's either like this is fun and quirky, but it's hard to classify. That's like the one pile. And they're and like, <laughs> but yeah, but then like the biggest new pop star comes out, and they're like, and the best thing about him is they're genreless. And you're like, why don't you say that shit about me without the b- word but in the middle of the sentence? <laughs> And then, and then in the other okay. pile, there's like stuff like he and I just meant. There's the sweetly serenades you to your doom. Uh, there's the one he just said. There's a Nick Brunner from Capital Public Radio said, if Rube Goldberg designed a cuckoo clock, the music it would play each hour would be Foxtails Brigade. <laughs> I love that. That's dude. cool. He's awesome. A He's a great one. writer. The reason I bring those up is, do you have anything positive or negative that has ever been written about this band that sticks with you? Uh, that's like silly or ridiculous or really funny or, or really poignant or really poignant. Yeah, the Alex. Rube Goldberg is oh. a great one, I think, because uh, I think there's kind of like a clockwork element to our the way the band ends up sounding interlocking parts. One part knocks into the next part and makes that go. And that I thought that was rhythmic. a really cool thing. That's yeah. my favorite quote I well think. alex actually came up with something cool for us the other day that i thought i'm gonna use that someday <laughs> it was what was it again well i'm a little bit less poetic but no you are a poetic justice itself <laughs> but before our show the other day somebody came up to me and said hey what kind of music is foxtails brigade gonna be and i said <laughs> comedy horror <laughs> no you said something crazier than that you're like the comedy of horrors Oh, no, no, yeah. And wait, wait, what was his research? No, he said, that's my favorite genre. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's my favorite genre. Can I read a, a really long quote that uh, Laura Weinbach did about this project uh, that I love? Okay. It's so good. It's to Impose Magazine. You had been told by people uh, whose opinions mattered much to you that Fox Sales Brigade was like a slow burn. And at the time, you didn't quite know how to take that or what it meant, but eventually you equated it to the qualities of an American spirit cigarette. (laughs) Long-lasting, natural in quotes, 
satisfying, acquired taste in quotes that eventually you'll want to put out before it's even done and reach for the much more fun and instantly amusing Marlboro 72. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, I did write that, and I have to say, it's pretty fucking good. (laughs) But that's just half of it. Uh, Then he said, but I guess that's not... Uh, that's not all true. Uh, more recently, Josh, our guitar player, was talking about the, the, the show The Leftovers, and, you, and he called it a slow burn. And you said, slow burn, so I guess it sucks. <laughs> and then he said, no, 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 slow burn is great. It meant that it takes a minute to get into, and once you give it enough of a chance, the rewards will be greater, deeper, and more meaningful than a Marlboro 72. <laughs> Wow, I totally forgot about all of that dialogue, and I, I like it. I, thanks for remi- like bringing that back to the surface. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's my yeah. favorite. That's my favorite piece of press about Foxtails Brigade. Oh, I, unfortunately, it was written by the band, but um, no, that's cool. I I appreciate that. You know, I I don't always look back at stuff that I say, especially in interviews and press related material, and think that was great because most of the time I'm thinking that was fucking horrible i hope they just delete it somewhere and somehow yeah and just banish it from the face of the earth but actually think that's it i'm proud of it sure cool. we'll take it uh, th- there's a lot of uh, uh, stake uh, appreciation that goes on with you uh i've gathered is that a correct statement that is correct yeah well in the first album too steak yeah. and cookies so my my first question would be um have you ever had a series of steak centric questions in uh, uh, an interview such as this not really in an interview such as this, but I did do a thing once where I compiled a whole bunch of steak slides and did a PowerPoint presentation on the, the joys of steak and what makes a really good steak taste good and just what it should look like and how you should feel about it. Well, please, any of that you want to share, we'd love to hear. <laughs> yeah, well, first and foremost, I would say, above all else, I mean, the most desirable cut for me is a ribeye. And most people would tend to gravitate towards the filet, but I have learned time and time again, it's just simply not the case if you really want to have that full-fledged, full-flavor experience. The reason being that the ribeye is just very well marbled. It's like the marbleization effect, which is marbleization is like when there's fat that's sort of um, interweaving nicely and gently (laughs) into the meat and you know fat is flavor so a ribeye has just got that marvelization effect and if you got the fat you got the flavor so when you're cooking a steak what do you think you do a medium rare definitely yeah medium rare Mm -hmm. not well done hell no why not why not well done (laughs) because you're just gonna ruin a perfectly good piece of meat (laughs) Uh, and then conversely rare is is not cooked enough well I guess there is a such thing as too rare, but really it's not that big of a problem because if it's too rare for you, you can always throw it back in. But if you overdo it, you're o- it's over for you. You're screwed. Do you like steak? <laughs> I'm fine with it. You know, I would, uh, <laughs> I would have a full, look, I know it's the wrong answer, no, but uh, you know, we, we're just getting to know each other here and we don't want to start off on a bad foot. Uh, I need to be honest with you. Well, I guess you don't want to be a member of the unofficial Steak Lovers Association of California. That's fine. Are you a part of that? I am the head of it. When you do reference uh, steak in, in the songs, uh, what, what do you do? What do you say? I mean, how, how does steak make its way into a Foxtails Brigade song? As far as I know, it's only made its way into one song, and that song is called Steak and Cookies. And that was a, well, it's not about steak, really. It's about, actually, I don't know, it's an experience I had in my childhood involving my brother and my uh, next-door neighbors. They hated my brother. My brother wasn't very fond of them. They were torturing him. Like, they would just make fun of him. And and by the end of our outing going snail hunting, we were at the crossroads between our house and their house. And my brother wanted me to come home with him. 
and they were like, oh, you're not going to go home with him, are you? You're going to come over to our house, right? And I felt like I had to make a choice because he was standing on the far side of the road and he, they were standing on the other side. And my brother was like, no, Laura, come home with me. Like, let's go. We're, Mom's going to make dinner for us or something like that. And then the older sister said, so who's it going to be, Laura? Your brother or your friends? Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. And I, 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 I didn't really know what to say in that very moment, but I was, like, leaning towards probably going with my brother. And then I asked him, I was like, uh, well, do you got, what do you guys have to eat at home? <laughs> and they're like, we have soup. And I was like, well, do you have steak? And they were like, yeah, we have steak. And then I was like, hmm. And I was feeling bad because that was really persuading me, even though I knew the right answer was to go with my brother. And then... Uh, I asked another question. I said, do you guys have any cookies? <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, we definitely have cookies. So I was like, my mm, friends. <laughs> and that was my choice. And then I walked back up the hill with them and I turned around and looked back to see my poor scrawny, like defeated older brother, like walking all alone up the hill back to our house. And I'll just never forget how bad that was for me to, to make that decision. And another like eight years would go on sort of similar with similar days to that until I finally realized that my brother was the person who I should have chosen every time. Are you tired of talking about the album that you guys put out 18 months ago? The self-titled album? No. Um, no. <laughs> We're still stoked on it. Yeah. We, we love it. It's still like the most recent release. Let's we talk have. about it. Yeah. Although Get we are into working it. on a new album. One of the main songs on this new album is called We Are Not Ourselves. Um, you made a video for it. Uh, Haunting. Beautiful critics would say such things. Uh, Dominic made it. Yeah, it's it's very good. Yeah. My question for you about that song is: Does that title come from the 2014 book by Matthew Thomas? And if it doesn't come from that, does it come from King Lear? No, neither. <laughs> we are not ourselves when nature, being oppressed, commands the mind to suffer with the body. Wait, let me just think about that. We are not ourselves when man. When nature. Nature. <laughs> being oppressed. Being oppressed. Commands the mind. Commands the mind. To suffer with the body. To suffer with the body. We are not ourselves when nature. When nature, being oppressed, commands the mind to suffer with the body. I think that song's. I mean, for me, the way that I interpret that song is kind of the voices in your head. Just. We are not ourselves. Uh, just kind of a going crazy and the voices in your head shouting, shouting out. Tom or you guys, is there anything lyrically that still is really powerful to you on that album? Anything that like really still hits you where you're like, ah, oh, this still feels new. This still feels like really relevant to me. Well, I mean, I think all of the songs can feel like that at different times, you know, depending on the connection that I have with the moment in which I'm performing that, you know, like, it really can depend on an audience sometimes too. Sometimes you just click with an audience and you really feel that energy and it like, it's like playing the song for the first time. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, as in general, probably the song Watch Me definitely still resonates with me in terms of like where I'm at in my life and, you know, my, my kind of emotional tendencies or whatever. Could you go into that song a little bit at all? Oh, well, it's just sort of about the highs and lows of life and like d dealing with that and uh, uh, just insatiable desire to be recognized and not 
getting to achieve that or something like that or whatever or feeling like i don't know it's just up it's up, it's about highs and lows i guess to put it yeah simply. i mean some life disappointments or maybe like not hitting certain marks that you've wanted to at different times in your life and so i guess that song is an example of that theme uh, definitely um yeah, and I also kind of think that it, it rings true to me in a universal way, like the way that I perceive other people sometimes. I can watch people from a distance and go, yeah, like they want to be watched. You know what I mean? Or they need to be watched or they don't want to be watched. I don't know. But basically, I do think that I have a lot of peaks and, and valleys in my uh, like state of being. And uh, so that song is, yeah, it feels true to me still. But more so maybe than other ones I can think of off the top of my head. Do you ever desire not to be watched? Of course. Yeah. Because <laughs> some people just, it's on all the time, you know? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's a situation for sure. But not you. You feel like sometimes you really want to be watched and then sometimes you don't want to be watched. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, that song is about that too, I think. Like, the, well, I guess we could get into the lyrics. Um, <laughs> do you hate that when Watch. people do that? No, it's just, I don't know. It just feels kind of like, I don't know, kind of cheesy when I get start talking about lyrics. I, I don't know. It's fine. Um, but the line, watch me flying, watch me fall. Uh, it's like basically feeling like eyes are on you when you're doing well and then eyes are on you when you're not doing well. In fact, four eyes are watching us right now. Right. Four cameras. That's right. Foxtails Brigade, if it was a movie, the experience of this band, if it was a long-running series, what would the genre be? The comedy of horrors. Comedy <laughs> of horrors. Comedy horror. Right. You answered that question even before we knew it. Who, who would be protagonists? Who would be antagonists? Uh, I guess I would be the protagonist. You'd be the protagonist. <laughs> probably. I don't know. I think you could focus on any one of us and it could be, well, did, you know, I so. think that the uh, protagonist and antagonist could change episode to episode. That is like, true. you know, we've totally. had like a, a lot of different people in our band over the years. It's yeah. been a little bit of a rotating cast. One thing that I pride myself on about Fox Hills Brigade is that. I like to think of it as a platform for the people who are in it to be able to really shine at the thing that they do and give them an outlet for really exploring their creative endeavors. Like for, for Dominic, he's a filmmaker. And so I like to think that Fox Hills Brigade gives him an outlet to be able to make that and like let him really shine doing that. And it's really a collective of different artists doing their thing and and being creative. Yeah, it's not just it's not just music <laughs> our band, you know. Yeah, I think that there's 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 photography and filmmaking and artwork and podcasting and and uh, community, really. Yeah, I mean it's oh, your, yeah, you know you you too. two are married obviously in mm-hmm. in the yeah. most recent season of mm-hmm. Foxtails Brigade there was yep. a, a marriage. Um, (laughs) last season there was an album, Uh, there's been some European, uh, seasons, you know, you've gone on some, yeah. Um, it's obviously it's more than just a band, you know, it's become uh, a central part of your life. Oh yeah, for us. Yeah. Before Foxtails Brigade, if we were making a prequel, okay. It's like the better call Saul to Foxtails Brigade's Breaking Bad. Mm Mm-hmm. What was life like before that? Because your life is like so identified with this band now. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you, you two, you two, you met obviously before being in the band, right? 
without a doubt, Anton has changed my life, like, for the better in so many ways. And I just definitely have thought about that a lot. I mean, he's the one who really enabled me to kind of realize that I could make a living as a musician. Cool. And before him, I just never thought... I dreamt about it and hoped that that would happen, but, like, I had no plan for how I was going to do that, you know, or how to do it. And he's just taught me, like so much about music and how to listen and really learn from what's going on around me. It seems like aspects of your life began when this project was formed. And there's something really profound about that to me. I would say that before like this incarnation of Fox Hills Brigade or before Anton joined the band, I, I was a lot more spaced out regarding music. Like I just had a totally, um, non-traditional way of approaching songwriting and also like playing with other people and honestly I think it was just because I didn't understand music as well or whatever and I just I was kind of just writing stuff that came to the top of my head and somehow I thought by practicing it over and over and playing it without making mistakes that it would sound okay and sometimes it worked and it was cool and actually that was a cool way to approach that could be a cool way to approach songwriting still but I just feel like now I've expanded and I'm so much more confident of a writer now, I feel like. And before I was very much dependent on, you know, just the divine inspiration factor, you know? But it was cool because she mo- made weird music that no one else would ever make. It was right. like weird and different and that was cool. And a lot of songs actually on the most recent album were songs that sh- she wrote before... We uh, we met. Well, I would say that he taught me how to hone that talent. Hopefully, that I didn't kill I like all of the cool. No, no, I'm not saying that. I I don't want you to think that. I would say that he's taught me how to like control it more in a cool way, like to use that approach in a way that I can. That's more malleable to me. Like yeah. I can make choices now. Has the personal dynamic between you two ever threatened to tear the artistic endeavor apart? Sure, we fight about the band. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, we fight about the band. Well, the, yeah, but question is not do you fight about the band? Do we fight about the band? But has it ever stuff? threatened the project? Well, you know, like the, the only thing is the thing is, is well, ultimately this is Laura's project. I mean, Laura started the band and she's doing it before I was in the band. And so even if I left the band, it wouldn't, the band wouldn't end, it would just change. We sh- sometimes I think that like I shouldn't be working with with Laura creatively or like uh, on business stuff because maybe we should just have our relationship and have our work lives and our creative lives be separate things. But I just love it. I love working with her. So <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, I keep coming back to like, all right, let's let's do this. And and, I, and also because it's fun and it's also it's fun. And how lucky am I to get to work with someone so talented that writes such great songs, has such a great voice, nice shreds save. on the guitar, uh, uh, is hilarious, and you know how and and happens to be my wife. That's pretty great. How lucky am I? I'm great. That's great. I don't know how lucky are you. you should tell me. <laughs> I'm curious um, because this project is so central to your lives. Is there anything else that you'd want to say about it while we're here? We spent a lot of time kind of exploring the ins and outs of this project and how it's affected your life and how you've put parts of yourself into it. If there's anything else that you wanted to share about what this project means to you or why it's special or anything, um, this is a good place to do it. Your kind of insight 
the apparent insight that I think that you seem to have based on the questions that you're asking and and um, like choosing to focus on are really cool. And I think that that actually paints a picture that I would be pretty proud of of the band. But yeah, I just uh, we're working on a new album right now and um, I'm writing songs for that and uh, more to come. More to come of what you've pretty much been hearing about. Yeah. My last prompt, you talk about research being done, is a deep cut. Uh, you did an interview in 2012, Laura Weinbach, Whoa. with someone called Sync Chaos. Who knows what that is? Whoa. But God bless him. And you said Foxtail's music has grown over the years by developing breasts, <laughs> some pubic hairs, and a third nipple for the devil to suck on. <laughs> <laughs> and Laura Weinbach, you hoped <laughs> that would be enough to take you guys to the top of the charts. <laughs> <laughs> Who has a third nipple? Oh my god! <laughs> I, I think that when uh, back in t- 2012, uh, it's developing. You know? <laughs> Laura didn't have her podcast yet, and she it's still needed developing. To, she had needed another outlet for her com- com- comedic tendencies and uh, interviews. To, uh, just got the uh, got the call for that. How in God's name did you find that? I love that. Um, <laughs> I celebrate the uh, celebrate. Man, that, this is like some freaking what's his name type shit. <laughs> Why am I blanking on his name right now? Nardwar. Nardwar. Yeah, like this Nardwar. is like some Nardwar shit. This is some Nardwar shit. Tom Gaffey, do you have any closing <laughs> thoughts for our friends Foxtails Brigade? This has been an awful lot of fun. Thanks for like well, being down to hang out with us. Yeah. Thanks for being down to hang out with us. It's, you know, it's a two-way street, the hanging out. And thank you for making the drive also, uh, you know, and thank you for making the music that you make. Um, It's just been, it's been a real, like, pleasure to sit with you guys at this table. Cool. We look forward to checking this out. Yeah. Yeah. When is it going to come out? I guess you could tell me later. We can discuss that (laughs) and so many other things (laughs) after I say this. The interview has concluded, and in just a moment, the reason we all ended up here, the music of Foxtail's Brigade will begin. A selection of songs from the stage of the Phoenix Theater will be after this little break. Thanks again for joining us, everybody.
natural reaction when you're up against the wall. But they tell me I'm a slow bird. It'll pay off. I'll get my turn. But for now, we're gonna have to take the long route. Take the long route. Take the Just on China Dog 